Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hello. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Mike the Zamboni in the house and a little uh-huh. music news. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. I want to start with the Metallica story. This is really cool because we've got some great marching bands here in Minnesota. You're right about that, sister. Really, really good ones. Well, listen to this. Metallica is challenging high school and college level marching bands to a competition using their music. Winners are going to receive instruments and equipment for their school's program. So... Bands who enter are going to have to access or are going to have access to full sheet music for 13 songs that Metallica has chosen. This is one of them. We've got Enter Sandman. We've got Fade to Black, For Whom the Bell Tolls. And then there are five different categories. Collegiate Division One, you'll get $75,000 if you win. Or $75,000 in instruments. Uh, Collegiate Division 2 and 3 will get $40,000. High school will get $15,000. And then there are fan voting categories for both collegiate and high school who will get $10,000 each. Love this. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, this is a really... So just go to MetallicaMarchingBand.com and you could get all the information you need. But winners are going to be announced on December 1st. Isn't that the cool? only catch is you only win electric guitars. <laughs> that is not true. Let's, we gotta rock. Oh, this song, right? I mean, can I get any better? Oh, so good. The opening, just the guitar lick, the little prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. It just all right. of it. So cool. So, so good. Cool. Speaking of cool guitar licks, Eddie Van Halen's guitar from the Hot for Teacher video. They're saying could sell for $3 million. It's about to hit the auction block. And if you're not familiar with it, check it out. So good. He used this, by the way, this uh, guitar... Throughout 1983 and 84, um, the opening bid is $1.8 million. Eddie gave the guitar to one of his drum techs when he retired in 1990, but it changed ownership several times. Oh, mm. So good, right? Oh, yeah. wonder who the one is who decided, I'm going to put this up for auction because it sounds like it got passed on. I want to collect this. I, I wonder how his son feels about it. Yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah. I wonder, but man, what a great guitarist he was. Yeah, a really cool guitar solo. 
can stop a room, you know? Oh, yeah. And a great solo. Guitar, there's it. even saxof- saxophone solo. Drums, all different. of it. Seriously. Solo. yeah. Fiddle. I mean, amazing. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of fiddles, uh, Morgan Wallen-themed promposals mm. apparently are very big this year. Turns out he and Taylor Swift-themed promposals are huge. Yeah. So, yeah, they're hot. They're all the rage right now. And so the kids are like, hey, wait, this is a fancy way to try to score me a date. Just using her lyrics like they did in, in Congress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you might make a sign and incorporate the lyrics from their favorite song. They were popular last year, too. But anyway, geez, I just that's that a lot of pressure for when I was a kid. Yeah, you just ask somebody. <laughs> you didn't have to, like, bust into, like song and dance what did you call those things where people would just dance like flash mobs yes flash mobs remember that and there's a there's a (laughs) there's a funny twin cities live story this predates me but you know flash mobs the element of a flash mob the key element was surprise right correct you don't know it's coming and uh dave doll the uh legendary meteorologist love me some davy doll he who recently retired there's (laughs) They were at the state fair, I believe. He was on Twin Cities Live, did a quick weather update. And as the story is told, he then said, and stick around after the break, a flash mob. What? <laughs> Which oh, just really no. robs the flash mob of its power. Oh, no. But anyway. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, do? the flash mobs were a big thing. Just when I was a kid, it was, you just nervously, stupidly, straightforward asked someone to go to the prom with you the biggest fear for me was not asking to go to the prom it was how will i look dancing and i remember (laughs) my friend nick and i had another friend over named steve fetterline and he seemed like he was a little bit of a better dancer than we (laughs) and we put on bet we were watching music videos and all legit trying to dance and work on just a few go-to moves in my back living room wow put on dress shoes so it could mimic like, this is what it's going to feel like. And I remember one of the moves he taught me. And I don't think it went very well for me at that prom. Um, Mike, did nervous. you do this? Uh, we were at the age and at that stage where we were, like, too cool for the dance. Exactly. So we would go and, you know, do the walk. And then we would go have food somewhere. And then we would just kind of chill and do nothing until the after party. We didn't actually go to the dance. That wasn't the, quote, cool thing to do. Oh, you're just hanging out then. Exactly. You're just hanging out, driving around, having Some fun. Some people would rent hotel rooms instead mm. of going to the prom, like the anti-prom people. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. Steve, were you taking, like... Watching music videos and yes, oh wow! <laughs> Trying to get my dance game up a little bit, sure. Because I just felt like there there are some good dancers there. Lou went to that school, and so we you know you're a teenager back in the early two thousands, and you talk about like dancing. TRL was hot back then. One hundred six and Park on BET, and. How I looked dancing really, really Mattered. made me nervous. Aww. And yeah, I, I practiced. And I mean, you know, sometimes you put out white guy vibes on the dance floor. Uh-huh. If I may belittle my own people, and uh, and I think I did that. I think I did that. It's all right. I was so nervous. Oh, that's so cute. Because you don't seem I mean, like the I'm kind of guy who gets nervous. I'm getting a little nervous, nervous. About it right now. Really. <laughs> 
For dancing, yeah. Now, I graduated into wedding dancing afterward, and I just loved. It's like, just go all in, have fun, be silly. But prom, that's when you're there. There are aunts and uncles and grandparents, cousins. That's a mixed bag. Prom, though, and I was going to a prom at the rival school. Right. Like our basketball rival, that's where Lou went. And so... It just felt like you were going to be watched, that the boys' basketball team was going to be watching you, and if you look stupid, they'll clown you next year at a basketball game. It just felt like the stakes were very high. Sure, and let me be sure. clear to any any students right now who are listening to Uncle Stevie, the stakes were, in fact, not high. Okay? So just go have Enjoy fun, yourself. do whatever. Right. You know what yeah. I find interesting here is that we, maybe because New Jersey has so many um like catering halls like they're like they're like starbucks there's one on every corner you know like it's full service food drink dance all of it so our prom wasn't going out to eat before going to the prom the prom included dinner at the place yeah for sure ours too okay But I think here, right, don't people yeah. go out to dinner somewhere first? Yep. Ours, usually you do the march. You do like the grand march where everyone walks down and, and does their thing. You get to see everybody. They announce the prom king and queen at that point. Okay, and this then, is after dinner. No, this is before. This is the first thing. Oh, the, hmm. prom is first? The, so what we would do, and again, we were, I was in a very small school, southern Minnesota. You would do that. You do the grand march. And then okay. you would have that moment happen. Then everyone, you know, got their fancy vehicle from their uncle that they bo- loaned for the right, night. Right. Then you go driving somewhere. We actually came up to the cities to come up that's we so we were down right. south so we came up to the cities and did something special you know like the olive garden and uh <laughs> <laughs> so we went there and had a really nice meal and then we drove back down again we blew off the actual dance and then we had a lock-in style after party at the Wait, high school back it up yep yeah so you do the the march yep. then you go to dinner then you go back to prom then for the, the dance well then you go to a different venue for the dance that's Damn, where that, that sounds like a lot of work it was a lot of work. That's why we skipped We did the lock-in at an athletic club. Okay. And it was, it was a lock-in after prom. And then we all just stayed there. We were playing basketball. There were tennis courts. Fun. It was kind of cool. We had a casino yeah. night. Yeah, it was a good time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prom season coming up. Yes. Better figure out your promposals, everybody. Uh, getting back to food. We've got a little food news when we come back. There's five St. Paul restaurant openings that well, I guess we're supposed to be watching for. Yeah, it sounds like they got a good mix and cool different options. I agree. And then also, an omelet, usually about two, three, maybe four eggs if you're really trying to pack it on. They made an omelet in France over the weekend. I want you to think how many eggs they used in this omelet. I promise you it's more. We'll tell you about that when we return. It's Donna and... I'm so excited for spring and summer knowing that cabin season at my place means no hard or rusty water. It means clean, clear, soft water, all thanks to Aquarius Home Services. They installed my non-electric Connecticut water treatment system. And now when I get out of the shower, I no longer look like I just got a spray tan. That's a rusty water joke. Instead, I have cleaner, softer skin. Aquarius does it all. In addition to water treatment, they do heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. Find them at AquariusHomeServices.com. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy! Woo! All right. Well, it looks like.
Mike St. Paul's restaurant scene uh, has got uh, a few new restaurants coming uh, pretty soon, uh, a lot of these. April 28th, I'm seeing. I'm seeing this summer, uh, another one this summer. So here's what's coming. Uh, A restaurant called Centro. Ever heard of it? No. It's a uh, fast, casual Mexican type of joint. And you could get cocktails there as well. This is in Highland Park, opening April 28th. I see some pictures of like they're like they look like street tacos. Yum. They look good. Oh, my gosh. Mark your calendar. This is fun. We'll have all these new lunch places. Um, Every when burger bar. <laughs> so it's, I guess, a smash burger kind of concept to be combined, combined, combined with this place. It's also yeah, so in Highland with- Park. Yeah, so that's like combined with Centro. So it sounds like you you can go to the same joint and figure out: Do we want street tacos, or do we want a smash burger? Two real winners in the flavor department, my friends. Yes. Oh, I could go for some Mexican right now. All right, everybody, listen to Donna <sighs> no, pronounce I'm not this do next it. You one. You do it. I was leaving no, this one Donna, for you. No, Donna, you first. Come on. All right. You got it. Mark, Hugh, Patisserie, the... Paris. Mark, so I think there are a couple hua, ways to pronounce it. Hua, hui, hui, I wasn't concerned about the name as much as how you would opt for the third word. Patisserie. Patisserie. I, I think it's either patisserie or... <laughs> Because it's like patisserie Paris. You know, patisserie. Patisserie. All right, Mark Hugh, patisserie. patisserie Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Donna's heading there. She'll be in the flatbed of a pickup. Yeah, I got Sig hanging out of my mouth. I'm like, let's go to yeah. Mark Hugh's patisserie Paris. <laughs> it's the highest quality French pastries. From renowned pastry chef whose name I can't pronounce. I think it's Mark Hugh. I like Mark Hugh. This is actually relocating from Frogtown to Summit Hill near Selby Avenue and Dale. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Avenue. Okay. you have your street crossings memorized? I think a lot of people do who are from, they you do. know, the area. Um, people. How about... Restaurant at the Palace. Okay. And that's spelled with a W. A W R. The W, I assume, is silent. Otherwise, it's restaurant. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, uh, oh, I see what they're doing. It's a concept. It's a new concept from Rectangle Pizza and the Palace Theater. That'll be downtown St. Paul. And Rectangle Pizza, also spelled with a W. So correct. That, they're carrying that. That's going to be their thing. They're going to they'll continue to expand and any restaurant they open is going to start with a W. Like it. 
The Big E. You can't like anything anymore? I like this one. Speaking of liking, I really like this. Sounds really good. This is from um, Chef Justin Sutherland. Mm-hmm. It's a gourmet egg sandwich shop that was founded in Portland, Oregon by Justin Sutherland. It's called Big E, and it'll be in Summit Hill. We don't know when it's opening, but come on, gourmet egg sandwich. I need to know more because it looks. You, you like an egg on a burger? No. Okay. I like an egg on a. Like an yeah, we have eggs a bagel almost every morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to see what it looks like though. Like, what kind of sandwiches are they talking about? Is there going to be lettuce and tomato? I see one with lettuce, tomato. I'm looking at one that looks like it has guac on it. Yes. Cheese, pickles. Yes, pickles. Uh, what do you call that vegetable hair? You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, sprouts. Sprouts. <laughs> and then an egg on top. I love it. Speaking of eggs. Uh-huh. They made this massive omelet in France. Patisserie Paris. Should we go to that patisserie? Do you guys hear about Patisserie Paris? What do you think that's all about? Anyway, they made this huge omelet. And guess what? How many eggs did it take to make this? How huge is the the omelet? Well, it's called the Knights of uh, France's World Brotherhood of the Knights of the Giant Omelet. (laughs) Make an omelet. And they needed 15,000 eggs. What? To make... To make one omelet, one What's mega the omelet. What's the purpose of making it? You have all those eggs plus heaps of duck fat, herbs, and just the right amount of salt and pepper. <laughs> In a 13-foot-wide frying pan with a handle made from a telephone pole. Uh, this is an Easter tradition now in its 50th year in the small town of Bessieres. And despite recent spikes in egg prices... Uh, the omelet was handed out free to spectators in the spirit of fraternity. Hmm. You should see. There's a picture of these guys, and I'm sure ladies too, but I can't see. They're all just in white coats and white hats, and they have giant wooden spoons that they are stirring the omelet with. And I'll tell you what. The omelet, you know, because it's still like in that liquid form in this picture, looks like an omelet. looks like eggs look whenever they go into the frying pan. Interesting. That is really something. It's quite a picture, though, these giant spoons and 15,000 eggs. A 15,000 egg omelet in a 13-foot-wide frying pan. And now we dance. For the next 30 seconds, we want you all to know that we care about you deeply. And if ever in need, Donna would absolutely be a blood donor. More specifically and timely, we would love it if you would call us and play a game with us. 651-641-1071. That's our telephone number. And you can call and bet on me or Donna in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We're playing it next. Thanks for hanging. We love you. Steve. It's my time. Hey, friends. What's up? It's uh, Stevie Boy from my buddies over at the Canopy Group. 
Boy, they are saving people money today, and they could be saving you money. I had a listener who emailed in and said, Steve, thanks for telling me about the Canopy Group. I heard you talking about them all the time. Pulled the trigger, and guess what? Saved over $1,200 when I made the switch. They can take care of your homeowner's insurance, your auto insurance. Maybe you've got a cabin that needs insured. Are you sure you're getting it insured the best way? Like the best rate, the best coverage, all that? Here's how you can be sure. When you reach out to the Canopy Group, they do it differently. They don't have one agent representing one company and giving you one quote. That's not a formula for savings. Instead, this is. They have 40 specialists who work on their team, and they partner with 16 different insurance agencies. And they can take your situation. They'll talk with you, connect with you, find out, are there kids who are on your insurance? What do you need? Do you have a boat, a recreational vehicle? What is it? Then they take your situation, and they go to those 16 companies, and they make them fight it out for your business. You don't have to do a thing. It's free for you to do, and guess what? You'll end up saving money. Don't believe me? Check it out today. TheCanopyGroup.com. How's everybody doing? Appreciate you listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It is time to play a little game. Time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, we're going to find out right now how smart the two of you are, as today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge is going to celebrate a day in history. It was actually 1970. Apollo 13 launched for a trip to the moon when it was aborted after an engine tank exploded. It was still considered a success, however, as they were able to get the astronauts home safely. Of course, all of this was uh, documented in that 1995 fantastic movie, Apollo 13. And today's pop culture uh, trivia is going to all have to do with the actors from that movie. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. You don't specifically have to know every actor, but it's going to be questions revolving around their careers. Okay. So, yeah. And we've got Danette along to play with oh! us today. Hey, hey Danette. Danette. Hi, Danette. Good morning. Hello. Welcome. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How about you guys? Oh, very good. When's the last time you wrote a paper check? <laughs> um, Actually, last month. Mm. Nice. I pay one bill every month that I write a check for. Hmm. What's the one straggler that you refuse to move over to digital? It is, oh, God, oh, Menards. You got to save big money there, and it sounds like you're paying them big money, so everybody's winning. Hmm. All right, Steve, you don't. I feel like Danette and I didn't get off to the right start. I probably went a little bit too personal, and that's my fault, Danette. I, uh, (laughs) I would love it if we had an opportunity to deepen our union. I'm the underdog in this game. I'm losing in this game. Uh, it's time for you to choose Donna or Steve. Mm. I think based on Donna's reaction <laughs> to the actors, um, I'm going to go with Steve. Okay, that's okay. fair. I will uh, turn my headphones down and look away. All right, sounds Donna good. Donna would be a joy to play poker with. <laughs> this is true. And Annette, we're going to put you on hold as well as we get things started. Steve, are you ready? Again, Apollo 13, uh, 1970 is when that happened, that disaster happened. But uh, the movie uh, is what we're talking about this time around. All the actors that were in that movie, questions about them. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. All right, let's get it going with this one. Long before the Guardians of the Galaxy brought him up for their holiday special, it was this actor's first trip to space, a decade after he was cut and foot loose. 
Kevin Bacon. Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise were in this movie a year after being together in Forrest Gump when Sinise played this character. The lawyer. Astronaut Fred Hayes was portrayed by this actor who is no stranger to epic disaster movies as he was in Edge of Tomorrow, Titanic, and maybe his biggest role, Twister. Do you want me to name that the actor? actor? Yes. All right. He's the guy who's opposite Helen Hunt and Twister. I think the other guy, maybe, does he play a judge in like the movie Philadelphia? I'm trying to give these hints to Danette before I am silenced. Uh, Helen Hunt's husband. All right. So you gave some hints there to Danette. We'll see how she does. You felt pretty good about that first one, I think, and I think everyone did as well. Uh, so I'm going to read the second one to you, Danette, and you give me your best answer, okay? Okay. Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise were in this movie a year after being together in Forrest Gump when Sinise played this character. Do you know what he played in, in Forrest Gump? Oh, I'm thinking, thinking, um... Uh... It's all right. If you don't have an answer, we can... Yeah, I don't, one. Okay, I don't sounds good. We're going to the next one, though. Astronaut Fred Hayes was portrayed by this actor, who was no stranger to epic disaster movies, as he was also in Edge of Tomorrow, Titanic, and maybe his biggest role, Twister. Oh, you know I what? got Steve's hint, but it's not doing any good. Okay. Um, no one hunts husband. Oh, I wish I was on a computer right now. <laughs> ah. I don't know. Okay, sounds good. Well, you hold on uh, tight. We're going to put you back on hold, Danette, and we are going to bring Donna back in here. Maybe, if she looks over here. There we go. Mm. As Donna returns. Hey, Donna. How'd it go? Not well. No. No, it didn't. It didn't go well. All right, 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 all right. All right. Donna, again, all these have to do with the actors in the movie Apollo 13. Are you ready? Not really. Uh, we'll see. Long before Guardians of the Galaxy brought him up there for their holiday special last year, it was this actor's first trip to space a decade after he was cutting Footloose. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise were in this movie a year after being together in Forrest Gump when Sinise played this character. Uh, Sergeant Dan. Astronaut Fred Hayes was portrayed by this actor who was no stranger to epic disaster movies. He, as he was also in Edge of Tomorrow, Titanic, and maybe his biggest role, Twister. Oh, 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 God. This is the guy from Big Love. What is his name? Uh, Helen, uh, the Bill, 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 Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. I think. Okay, let's run through these. (gasps) Long before the Guardians of the Galaxy brought him up for their holiday special a year ago, it was this actor's first trip to space, 10 years after cutting Footloose. That indeed was Kevin Bacon. You both nailed it. Good job. The second one, uh, Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise were in this movie a year after being together in Forrest Gump when Sinise played this character. Uh Corporal, Captain, uh, Lieutenant. You, you needed the Lieutenant ah, Dan, not Sergeant Dan. Nope, it was absolutely Damn. Lieutenant Dan. So I'm un- taking half a point. Uh, morally, you can. you're going to win anyway. You can morally take a half point. What'd but you say, Steve? Nothing. He said the Judge, I believe. Yeah, I went to. I misunderstood the question, and I went to what movie was next in Tom Hanks's career, and I thought oh. Philadelphia, and I said, "Oh, Judge. that's that's pulling a D-Val move." Yeah, I got a little tangled yeah, okay. mentally. It's oh. not a good performance by me. Fun fact: they also were in the Green Mile together. That was the three movies oh. they were in together. Okay, and finally, uh, Fred Hayes was portrayed by this actor, who is no stranger to big epic disaster movies, as he was in Edge of Tomorrow, Titanic, and maybe his biggest role, Twister. 
at the buzzer, Bill the Paxton buzzer. for the win. Yeah. Yes, nicely done. I didn't Donna. know he was in Titanic. I was just he was one of the the like remember they were checking out the wreckage with Rose as she was at the an end. older woman. Yeah, well, the beginning and the end. He was the the doctor, the whatever role whatever he had. Was, yes. okay. He I, was the boat guy looking for the, the boat guy. Yeah, he's looking for the heart of the ocean. Oh my god! I'm sorry, Danette. Danette, we That's came so okay. close. Oh, Danette, oh, I needed the win. I really, what's the score? Creating a little separation. 42 to 40. Yes! Could have tied it up there, yes! Steve. And now... Thank you, Bill oh. Paxton! Uh, I'm sorry, Captain Dan. <laughs> brutal. Dan. Darn it. You guys want to do the tiebreaker? Yes! yes. Uh, along with Splash, The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno, Apollo 13 is one of five movies that Tom Hanks has worked with this longtime director. Uh, Steve. Who's... Yep. Spielberg? Ron Howard. Ron Howard's correct. She would have got the tiebreaker, too. Donna, this was your day. Nicely done. Domination. Thank you. And again, Donna, I think, you know, less about the game, just more about life. You needed this victory. Thank you, Steve. You know what I mean? Thank you for your kindness. You're welcome, Queen. You're my best friend. Time uh, for a tip. Bye, Danette. Everybody on the show yeah, okay. I'm a professional. Don't try this at home. I've got the best time to buy concert tickets and the worst. Okay? Oh, I kind of want to guess. I didn't right, look at right, this. Right, I right, do want to guess. Let me give you a little... Maybe I might have to help you. Uh, so this is according to a new study that looked into the average prices of concert tickets on sites like StubHub, SeatGeek, and they're trying to figure out the best and worst times to buy as far as money. Mm, I think the best time to buy it would be about like three weeks after the tickets initially went on sale. And I think the worst time to buy it is going to be the day before the concert. You're cl- you're close. I think it's the day of. There you go. Hmm. 33% less than average as far as the price goes. Is the the day of? Mm-hmm. If you can hold out until the day of, maybe snag some tickets from someone who's desperate to sell. You could look online. Uh, The second best prices are during the week of the show. So really, the longer you hold out, the better. Right. The less you'll pay. And the most greedy scalpers to get desperate. Exactly. Correct. And the most expensive prices are more than three months before the show, which is usually when they go on sale, right? Yeah. Second worst time. Two to three months before the show. Hmm. There you go. You're welcome. I learned so much from you on this show. It's I feel my like, pleasure. I mean... You know Masterclass? Yes. I feel like I'm sitting in on one. Thank you. What would your Masterclass be on? If you, had to, if you If they said, you know... They've got a. They're forcing you to do it. You have to. You oh, have to do a masterclass. Why do you always do this? I don't like this game that you always play. I don't know. I like to apply fake pressure to see what sort of decision spits out on the other end. I I I don't think I'm an expert in anything. I know a little bit about everything. 
That's how I feel, too. I think radio people and even TV people, to some extent, feel like an inch an inch deep and a mile wide is our knowledge. Yes. Almost you know, every conversation we feel comfortable in, but we don't feel like we're an expert on anything. On any of them. You know enough of everything to annoy all your friends. Yep. But not enough about anything. To educate them. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, we boy. have our new show slogan. Uh, this these is things, great. These state fair shirts keep writing themselves. I am telling you. Um, By the way, just a few months away from the state fair shirt. Gonna, that email, I'm telling you the email's going to come out soon. Uh, I don't think we're ready. Well, Brooke just doesn't care if we're ready. She just likes to pester us about this stuff. And she's going to start pestering us, saying, hey, guys. Do you want it in? And then Donna goes into a full tailspin. Welcome to hell, Mike. This is how it's going to go this summer. <laughs> Brooke's going to send an email out, let's say, like sometime in June. And then Donna was going to do what she's doing right now. She's rubbing her face anxiously. And then during various commercial breaks and before and after the show, randomly, but it always feels ill time. I have say, an idea. She's going to say, Oh, I don't know. Do we do a Heather Gray or black? I have an I idea. Feel like black is so black. Ah, yes? I have an idea. Do you want me to just throw it out there or tell you off the air? I want you to throw it out there. We're it's show very the basic. It's very basic. Okay. You ever see college shirts like University of whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then they have like an emblem that looks very college collegiate, you know? Yeah. College of pop culture knowledge. The end. Boom. We're done. Bye. Drop the mic. It's not bad, Donna. It's pretty good. It's easy. It's simple. We've been doing it for five years. Would people wear that shirt? Because it's kind of like they're saying I went to the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Correct. Nice. Queen. Hey, somebody email Brooke. All right. (laughs) Just email her. And say, we're done. We're done. I love it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Have a fabulous day. Uh, we are going to do another hour 15 all of the right. show, yeah, actually. In fact, when we come back, oh, boy, something for us to all be worried about. When's the last time you were at an airport and your phone needed charged, and so you used one of those little USB ports? Mm-hmm. Well, if you did, you're a dumb schmuck, and we'll explain why. Right. Also, Tupperware. You got Tupperware? We all have Tupperware in our oh, covers. Yeah. Might want to hang on to it because it might be going away. As in, bye-bye. I'll explain when we return. It's hey. hey, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We've got the big Zamboni with us also. Hey, my. Hey, hey. And, uh, Papa, Papa Z, I kind of like for him. Oh, Papa Ooh. Z. How do you feel about Papa? How about Brother Z? I like Brother Z. Brother Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can, I can, yeah, that works. Is this, I think it's better than Papa. I, I like think Papa so. Papa Z. You didn't like Papa Z. Papa Z has it. like a weird, like, Papa Zit vibe to it. Like, oh, Papa, Papa Z. Z. That's what I think of when I hear Papa Z. <laughs> That's oh, there, odd, though. there goes that. Yep. Brother Z works. By the way, worth no. Oh, I was going to say we haven't talked about any physical ailments today, and I was going to pat ourselves on the back. Okay, who wants no, to go first? No, but we already did. <laughs> Second block of the show, we spent like four minutes on strep throat. Yeah, that was good. Streptococcus. Yeah, and then I uh, talked about how my throat looked like all streppy, and then I was, you know, told I tested negative for it. We came up with a new nickname for Donna, which is false negative, because they checked her adenoids or something. Yeah, I know. I need my, I think I need to have them removed. I've long thought that. Anybody have their adenoids removed? Will you send me an email? Let me know why and how you feel now. Thank you. I'm so glad you didn't say call now, because gosh darn it, they would have called. 
Oh, we yeah, talked this about whole hand, segment would have been about adenoids. Hand, foot, and mouth disease, which is not hoof and mouth disease. That's different. Which is different, but hand, foot, and mouth disease really, if you get it as an adult, sayonara. Not you'll die. I don't mean that. I just mean it will wreck you. May I tell you, warn you about one more thing? Um, this is a public service announcement. Uh, don't forget about that canine flu that's going around. It's extremely contagious, so you might not want to bring your dog to a dog park right now. Or to daycare or anything like that. So the dogs are getting the flu from just a dog flu from other dogs. Correct. Why don't they get sick when we get sick? I think we're built differently. You know what I was concerned about? And it didn't happen. But now that we're far enough away from this, and I believe uh, President Biden just yesterday, I think I read, like officially ended the COVID-19 emergency. Oh, um, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I believe that that just happened yesterday. And the, the on May 11th, the official, um, he had already said May 11th earlier this year. And so that date is still going to be there. But um, yeah, I wish I was looking at the thing. I, right I wonder if that some of that is coming from the Mayo Clinic's announcement about um, lifting their um, mask mandate. Oh, maybe. Unless you're very sick or, you know, certain situations so yeah, says, you, can, uh, you're, you can wear a mask but you're not required to i gotta tell you i haven't gone to a doctor's appointment a dentist appointment anything without a mask you know being required oh really yeah they i was at a dentist recently and they the mask was not a requirement anymore really yeah i was in an orthodontist office recently and the mask had been required there and is no longer required here's what it says uh uh, according to President Biden, he signed a bill yesterday ending the national emergency declaration put in place by former President Donald Trump in 2020 to free up federal funds to address the pandemic. Uh, the bill, which the administration had originally uh, opposed, does not impact public health emergency that will be wound down by May 11th. And the government is not just declaring victory and walking away. The administration does plan to pour $5 billion into a program to develop new coronavirus vaccines and treatments that as written by the morning brew this morning okay. um anyway as we talk about all these threats and physical ailments and all that we have a technological thing for you to be afraid of and we will tell you now but we have a solution for you as well the fbi ever heard of it they have issued a warning against using public charging stations in places like airports hotels Shopping centers. I also I think that that would be like the airport restaurants too, right? You set up at the bar and you're plugging in. So here's what they say is going down. Essentially, the bad guys and bad girls out there have figured out ways to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software onto devices. Hmm. So you could unknowingly be connecting your phone to some bad stuff through that USB port which includes software that can give ha- hackers access to your device. Unbelievable. Now, that is the problem. I knew this would disappoint Donna, mm. but there is a simple solution to it all. Just bring your full charging cable with the brick. Oh, okay, okay. No issues Yeah, charging. just plug it in the regular pluggy plug. Just in the regular pluggy plug, okay. and then it will be good. You just don't want to stick your USB cable directly into a USB port if you want to adhere to the FBI's warning. I don't know if that includes USBs on planes, right? Because there are USB charging ports on planes. Right. Okay. Um, 
And so I'm not oh, sure if that's a thing or not. Okay. It's At not least a plug. Yeah, that's. I think it's it's a USB port up in like the little TV area. Again, Donna, you probably don't fly on these kind of planes, but uh, on listen, some planes, I had they my have first videos. movie. I had my first. I watched my first movie on a plane in probably decades. Wow! Like you used to talk about watching them, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you would talk about things that I was not experiencing seatback entertainment is what she's talking about yes. for any, anyone who flies you know delta and other airlines where sure. they just have the video the tv right in the headset uh but not every plane comes with them and not every airline has them standard and sometimes it can be kind of infrequent back in the day you used to have to kids just watch some of the various small televisions that were hung about every six or eight rows correct or you'd bring your own dvd player yes and then just watch it on there. You tell me how the hell you stick a DVD into a DVD player uh-huh. and then it just spins and communicates a digital image to your screen. Somebody explain that to me. I don't want to. That's because it can't be explained. Correct. You can't adequately explain how DVDs ever worked, CDs. I even have trouble with records. So now what are you going to tell me? Where the internet is? Or how planes yes. fly. I get slip streams and all that stuff. The internet's in the ocean. Thank you. It still doesn't make sense, but it's out there. It's up there. I have a guy putting a cable into a wall today that will connect me to the internet because it's connected to some box. But what is the box connected to? Where does the wire end that starts in my house? I would like to leave. And how the heck do planes fly? Don't know. These things weigh thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds and just by going fast the air suddenly shoulder presses this tube of steel into the sky and says not only do i have you my shoulders aren't trembling and i'm going to allow you to fly at 500 miles an hour with 500 people on board you could take the rest of your lifetime and by your i mean human lifetimes okay all of humanity i will never say oh they say put your arm out of a window while you're going down the highway. And it, you know, like kind of blows your arm up a little bit. Yeah. That intellectually connects to an extent, but my arm, even as big as they are now, does not weigh as much as an airplane. Is Tupperware going away? Tupperware might go bankrupt. Mm. This is a bad day for Tupperware, guys. I hope that you're not a big Tupperware fan. Did you ever go to a Tupperware party, Donna? Uh, I believe I have, yeah, sure. Well, yesterday they announced that they were having some real business problems here, and they had a boon during the pandemic, aforementioned, where a lot of people were buying a lot of Tupperware and stuff like that. Um, however, it's the, that brief surge in demand has gone down. They've been struggling with declining sales. And they had such a bad day yesterday that their uh, stock went down 50%, mm. which is not good. And now they might be pursuing bankruptcy. I'm sorry. To who? I don't know. <laughs> All the Tupperware ladies out there. And men, Donna. <laughs> and men. Sorry, I blew up.